If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. All right, in today's episode, we answered some questions that were asked by our audience. These are fitness and health questions. But we open the episode with an intro portion where we talk about current events, we talked about investments. We brought up some of our sponsors. Uh, it was a good time. The intro was 42 minutes long. After that, we got to the questions. Here's what went down in today's episode. We open up by talking about movies from the 80s. These are the yeah. ones we grew up watching. The best ones. As kids. We give you some good ones to go pull up uh, on the internet and watch. Trust us. They're Short great. Short circuit. Then uh, Adam uh, tells us about the origins of the name Lululemon. It's not what you think. It's actually kind of a funny story. Then we learned about uh, gold leaf steaks. So for people who uh, think that expensive steaks are not expensive enough, apparently, yeah. there's a restaurant that will wrap your steak in gold uh, so that you can spend more money, apparently. Yeah, just then, burn money. Then there's more controversy around Epstein. Yeah, that piece of crap jerk guy that killed himself or was suicided. Mm-hmm. More interesting information is surfacing. Um, is he still alive? Then we talk about more alien stuff. More crazy information. They live among us. That's what uh, Justin says all the time. I do say that. Uh, then we talked about the Wuhan lab, the one that uh, in the past they said did not release the coronavirus. Dude, we but, went like <laughs> we went all in on this one. Yeah, but yeah. but now they're saying that might actually be where it came from. Uh, then we talked about very effective insulation in containers. Now our favorite are mirror. Uh, cups and bottles, they maintain the temperature of the fluids in there, whether it's cold or hot, so effectively. It's not almost too effective. In fact, you put something hot in there and you're ready to drink it an hour later, take the lid off, let it cool off because believe it or not, Watch out. it has maintained its temperature. You can go check out Mir's products at mir.com. That's M-I-I-R.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mindpumpmedia to get 25% off any of the products. Then we talked about Snapchat and crypto, uh, both places you can invest. Adam thinks Snapchat's a good investment right now. Then I talked about reverse woke fitness. I made some good points here. So <laughs> we used wokeness uh, to yeah, sell against them fitness. And then we talked about a product from one of our favorite sponsors, Ned. They make a product called Mellow. It's got forms of magnesium that actually cross the blood-brain barrier. Um, and believe it or not, there's only one form that does that. It makes your body relaxed. You feel good. Improve recovery. If you're magnesium deficient, which a good percentage of you probably are, this product is a game changer. Go check them out. Go to helloned.com. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump for 15% off your first order. Then we got into the questions. The first question, this person wants to know what the best exercises are for back thickness and back width. So we name our favorites. The next question, this person wants to know all about creatine, when to use it, and how much to take. The third question, this person says, look, you guys talk about building muscles to speed up your metabolism, but don't you get hungrier? And if you get hungrier, doesn't that negate the effects? No, it doesn't. We explain why. Then the final question, this person says, look, uh, I need some advice to refocus my goals because I'm not doing team sports anymore, but I do want to be fit and healthy. Also, uh, all month long, and this is ending soon because the month of May is almost over, MAPS Aesthetic is 50% off, and our Extreme Fitness Bundle, which combines multiple programs, is 50% off. So you can find out more about those 
and buy them at mapsfitnessproducts.com. Just use the code MAYSPECIAL for the discount. Yeah. T-shirt time! And it's T-shirt time! Ah, shit, Doug. You know it's my favorite time that of the week. I should have took off my earphones. That was a little yeah. extra. Tell me yeah. about that. So we do have two winners. We have one for Apple Podcasts, one for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winner is Bass Player 1776. And for Facebook, we have Tevita Kawikalani Havili. You both are winners. Send the names I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get those shirts right out to you. Since we brought up on the show, we've started talking about everybody uh, that is either listening in the fire stations, police stations. I've right. had uh, Navy. I've had all kinds of people reach out and had another shout out. What's the, the most recent one, Doug, that we have right now? Yeah, we have the HMAS Canberra from Aust- uh, the Australian Navy. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Holla. That's very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Yeah. Good stuff, boys. Thank you. Thank you for that. I want to talk about Justin's $80 t-shirt that he's wearing oh, today. Right? Why is it so expensive? <laughs> I mean, because it hugs me. It it, it, it it really like well, these it days, just contours. These days, every shirt hugs you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah, looks well. fantastic. Do you know the it's name of the brand soft. or no? Um, I don't know. It's... it. Yeah, it's it's down like down here. It's on. like a boutique, right? You got yeah, it. It's, like, it's this brand, whatever the heck this is. Like I don't know. Like it's got, <laughs> it's got an N and it has like colors. Yeah, it's, I've seen it on a bunch of things. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you, do you recognize? Do you recognize this guy? I know Justin does. Do you know who this is? Yes. He is that from the what, what movie we talk about? Oh my god, dude! I'm, Kurt Russell. Oh yeah. my! Oh yeah, oh, that's yes. good. Yeah, yeah. Going, you remember the name? I, I, yeah, I know the name. I can't think of it right now. Uh, the the. God, I can't think of the name right now. Damn it! You know yeah. I know what it is though. It's with Kurt Russell and this, his name is Lopan. This is Lopan. Yeah, yeah. Lopan. Lopan. Yeah, from uh, Big Trouble. Yeah, it's China. Yeah. Big Trouble Little China. Yeah. So I uh, had this. So Jessica got me this because we had this conversation where um, she, we we're talking about like great movies when we were kids or whatever growing up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, we have to watch Big Trouble in Little China, dude. And she's like, what? I'm like, it's, trust me, it's awesome. You'll love it. So then I start explaining little it to her. Jack Burton. Yeah, I start explaining it to her. She's like, what's it about? I'm like, all right. So it's like little, you're, you're in uh, you know, Chinatown. Yeah. And then like mystical like yeah. warriors are attacking. One guy has like electricity. Mortal combat like gods are coming yeah, down from the sky. Yeah, there's like Chinese yeah. gangs <laughs> that are fighting each other. And she's like, oh, this sounds totally so yeah. normal. Yeah, dude, she's like, this is terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, it's way better than that. They're in love with green-eyed girls. Did she watch yes, it? There's a monster. No, she won't. She won't even watch no. it. No, and you know why she think- won't watch it? Because I ruined it with one movie, which I still think she's wrong. But, and we'll ask the audience if they think who they, who they think is right here. Mm. I talked her into watching what I believe to be one of the best vampire movies of all time, which when we were kids- Twilight. No. That's the worst, <laughs> I right? I was about to slap you. That, that Justin, name, name a great vampire movie from when we were kids. That was just awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the one that they shot in Santa Carla, right? Yes. Yes. God, Lost why, Boys. Lost Boys. Yeah, well, I forget the name. Bro, yeah. a great movie. Amazing movie. So we watched it and she thought it was terrible. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just get, Jessica. Just go home. We all disagree with no. you. Those are old classics, and it's, you have to be into it, I feel She's, like, to watch it now. Because part of yeah. what what ruins old movies like that, when you introduce it to like your kids- or They don't like, have the connection. Well, and it's exactly. cheesy, and, too. Well, yeah, because the I mean, acting and, and the but camera now, and everything has come like so but far. But Lost Boys wasn't cheesy. No, well, yeah, but it's like, you could, I mean, the makeup and the, you know, and the lighting in it, yeah. it's kind of, it's- 
It's an 80s movie for it's sure. It's an 80s yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like my rad, right? I mean, you have to like... Well, like... that's legit stupid. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You haven't even watched it. You can't say that. You can't talk I saw shit. one clip, dude. The freaking music slow motion. <laughs> you can't... Send me a name. You, yeah, cannot, on, you can't judge a movie by a, a 15 second clip. Get yeah. out of here with that. You know that. what I watched yesterday? Especially while you're talking about the movies you're talking about I'm, right I'm, now. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. No, you know what I watched a little bit yesterday was the remake of Red Dawn. I never saw the original Red Dawn. Was oh, really? that good with Arnold? I mean, no, 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 no. It was uh, another one of those eighties movies that was. Uh, no, no. Red Dawn was That's the one. Th- Red Dawn really was the one I'm thinking of. But Justin. Knows. It, okay, so it, yeah, it was basically under the premise that like the Soviets had taken over yes. and, and won like the Cold War. Yeah. So, and, and so who's, the who's the main actor? Isn't Patrick Swayze in that one? Maybe Doug, look up Red Dawn, 1980s yeah. Red Dawn. Oh, you know, yeah. I think you're Patrick right. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. So they're like high school kids, and, uh, and then like some of the high school kids have like an older brother who's like this Navy guy or whatever, and, and the Soviets invade the U.S., and these kids become... I, I never watched it, so I'm just speaking out of like reading about it. Yeah. And these kids like figure out... like They, they fight back or whatever. And it's like a classic, apparently. Yeah. No, it's good. Is it? It, it is good. It's not like one of the one of the ones, like the staple classics like I would go back to. But mm-hmm. it was it was mildly entertaining. Yeah. yeah it's, it wasn't it's, bad. It's like a cult. It's got like a it's cult, a cult classic. Have yeah. you been like going through like the, all the 80s movies and watching them or what? What's yeah. up with that? No, it, it was... Uh, I did for a second because we had that conversation. And then I saw the remake of Red Dawn, and the, and the remake is, and this is how I convinced Jessica to watch 15 minutes of it, because um, at first she's like, I don't want to watch this, and I'm like, that guy that plays Thor is in it, and she's like, <laughs> and of course, she's, I'm like, in. she's like, who? I'm like, yeah. I'm like I, you know who it is. Yeah. yeah, I should try to pretend. All right, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know exactly who it is. That's why you want to watch it now. Yeah. F- 15 minutes into it, though, it sucked. Yeah. It wasn't good at all. Uh, yeah, it was North Korea invading, oh, which wow. is like, yeah. Yeah. No. No, no I've, I've been going on the 80s kick too, and mainly because I'm trying to get my kids to, like, you know, watch some of the old stuff, like the nostalgic movies I grew up with and whatnot. And they're, they, they, you know, they, they like most of it. I think it's because they know I like it, but then later they're kind of like, yeah, dad, I don't know about that <laughs> one. You know, like they've been giving me that a lot lately. So, uh, eh, what do are they, you going to do? Do they talk crap about the, like, the, the special effects and stuff. Yeah. That's my kid. That's it. And, and even a movie like Top Gun, I'm like, dude, this movie's amazing. You know, like, you guys love this. And it's like, man, you know, like, it's it was kind of cheesy, dad. Oh, really? Oh. Like, cheesy? Now, they're at that age, though. They're they're old enough boys now where they're watching probably cool movies. What are they into right now? Like, what's a what's a favorite? Do you know a favorite movie of theirs right now? Well, I know I know Everett's, like, really into monster movies still. Like, he, he's gone down the rabbit hole of all Godzilla and, like, all Pacific Rim and, like, everything. Oh, cool. You I know, watched possible. that this weekend. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Pacific Rim? Yeah, yeah. Katrina went over with Max over to uh, her, his, her, um, her mom's house for the weekend or for the day, all day. And I was home, and I was like, it was, I haven't been home alone like that in a long time. And she doesn't like to listen to uh, the TV loud. It drives yeah. me crazy because I have these like badass surround sounds. Yeah, because you're all about the experience. I, I'm all about yeah. that, right? Yeah. So I've, it's all, I'm all about the having the movie theater experience at your house. And so, you know, I went upstairs in the the movie room and stuff, and like set volume seventy and watch. <laughs> and I actually, this the way I landed on Pacific Rim. You're like that guy from the, what was that the Maxwell commercial? Bro. He's like. So me, so me. Yeah. And the way I landed on Pacific Rim was I Googled best surround sound movies and Pacific Rim is like- Now, had you seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it oh, before. Okay. Yeah, cool. I, saw it, I saw it quite a while ago. It's not, it's actually- It's good. Well, it's I one of the best it. monster it was, movies. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I, I liked that. No, I, I remember right now, like, what movie was like total mess was 
uh, was Short Circuit. Remember that movie, the eighties movie about that was the a robot? Great movie. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. But like, kids were making fun of me, like about the whole thing, and I'm just like, dude. And I, and I it was so funny because Johnny I, Five. Yeah, it was the, <laughs> actually the second one where he like ends up uh, joining oh. this gang, and so I remembered the whole song because it was like ridiculous back in the day. What, was, like, what was the name of the gang? Was it uh, Miss Locos? Miss Locos. Miss Locos, yeah. kick your head. That's yeah. it. Miss Locos, kick your face. Yeah. Miss Locos. Didn't they make balls, like a remake of that? Like. Just like a few years ago, didn't they do a remake? I don't know. They did. They did. An, it was like very, very similar to Short Circuit, but yeah. like a newer version of it. I don't it. know. And well, he got caught in a gang, everything like that. Short Circuit 1 was good. 2 was dumb. See, Let's I like 2 versus 1. Do you really? Yeah, because it's it's so bad, it's good. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like so cheesy and awful. No, I, I love no, it. No, no, no. Yeah. You, know you know what's really good that uh, also couldn't convince my wife to watch was uh, 28 Days Later. Oh my god! That's the movie that's, that brought uh, zombies back. Yeah, that, that that that'll freak you out. Yeah, because zombies, you know, now zombies are cool again, I guess. But when when for a while it was very campy, and if you were, it was if you made a zombie movie, mm -hmm. you were basically, you know, you know, you were gonna tank. Nobody took them seriously. Twenty eight days later comes on. And they change the whole thing. And these are yeah. zombies that are like fast They're and aggressive, fast, yeah, and scary. Like, would yes. you say it's very campy? Yeah, it was uh, campy. Like zombies got like silly, you know, like uh, you know, and they're yeah. slow. And I've never you know. heard that term for a yeah, movie. yeah. I, I think I'm using the term right. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. For the, yeah. what, so it cheesy. means so campy is like another word for cheesy. Yeah, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, kind of. Where's the reference come from? Well, like uh, sitting around a campfire telling cheesy stories. I don't know. I, I what think that it's is. like I think it's like so. You, I've never heard anyone use that before. Yeah, you, you go on like a like like you're at a camp, like a, like your camp counselor is like telling you a story. It's like Neh. well, that's what came to mind when yeah. you said it. I, th I was thinking like uh, sitting around telling like a cheesy campfire. I have no story. idea. I know what it means, but I have I no like idea. Like I, I used it properly. I just don't know where it came from. <laughs> Here it says in um let's see uh, in the style of camp, absurdly exaggerated, artificial, or affected in a usually humorous way campy horror movies so yeah so it's basically all those things it's kind of like cheesy yeah. so it's exactly exactly what does it say said. where the term comes from doug it says it's probably from the french we're just uh, going to credit them huh? yeah yeah okay uh, used chiefly by persons of exceptional want of character <laughs> How very campy is. I don't know where that came yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole slow zombie thing. Like, I, so you guys watch Walking Dead, right? Yes. Yeah. It just got to a point where you're like, okay, so there's like more of them, but they just uh, yeah. move this fast. You know, I just, I'm not, I wasn't uh, gripped by it. Oh, 28 Days Later was a completely different experience. Terrifying, well made, very, very good. Brought the whole genre back. Yeah. Made it very, very good. I, I'm going to make a left turn here. Doug, you, you've been to Japan, right? Yes. You live there. So mm -hmm. I have, something for you that I thought was really interesting. So I listened to the, I was just telling Justin this before Sal walked in. Uh, I was listening to the founder of Lululemon. And do you know how he came about with that name? Mm -mm. So, so I do, but here he told me. So there's no, there's no, there's no L's in the Japanese <laughs> oh, language. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. the backstory is this. So I'm gonna make it really hard for no. Japanese listen, no, no, no. Listen. So <laughs> he much. he used to have a company called Homeless. He had like a skate brand before before Lululemon ever existed. The guy's a billionaire, right? So he came up with a bunch of cool stuff, and he had like this skate brand before that was called Homeless, and it was pretty much tanking. And every time he'd go back to Japan, like they were trying to buy that name from him. And they kept offering him more and more money for it. And he just was like, because it had an L in it, it was very American. It was very American. And that's why they wanted it hmm. so bad. 
And so when he was coming up with a name to name his athleisure wear brand, which was going to become Lululemon, he his strategy was to put three L's in it because he knew he could probably sell it for three times more if it didn't take off anywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was the that was where Lululemon came from. So how would they say it then in Japan? How would they pronounce it? Lululemon or something like that. Okay. Okay. It's hard to say. I don't know they didn't have L in their. I didn't know they don't have an L. No, I didn't know that either. That is very interesting. Isn't that a random fact? That is very very interesting. Yeah. That's actually true of a lot of languages where they don't have particular sounds mm -hmm. at all. And so it's a totally new sound. I, I do know that. That's weird. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was really yeah. And you, that was the re that was the sole reason. And he was like, he was sitting weird. there, he was sitting there. I want three L's in it. It was like la 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 and that's like how it came <laughs> wow. out, how it came about. Interesting. I, I want to um I want I have I don't know what it is. I've always wanted to go to Japan. I've always felt this interesting connection uh, to the culture and the and the just everything about Japan. Never been there. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. It there, would though. be cool. It would be cool to go there. Yeah, like sure. the samurai history, their martial art history, the way that they respect their elderly and you know the I had shoe a shoe market. I had a uh so Doug obviously lived there, so yeah, he would tell me a lot about steaks. it. They got good whiskey Bro, there. Speaking of steaks, do you guys know that, you know, the the Salt Bay guy? Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just saw Mark Wahlberg do that. Yeah. Him? Okay, yeah. so he you know he has a restaurant down in LA, right? Have you seen what his steaks go for? Mm -mm. He does these golden tomahawk steaks. Now, you have to pull this up. Literally What's, Google golden steaks. Does he sprinkle gold on them? It's a gold leaf, and it's ta it's tasteless, and they wrap the steaks in this. And the cheapest one, I think, goes for six fifty. Most of them are like $1,000 to $2,000 for a steak. <laughs> so, hold on. And the restaurant is packed, and everybody's eating it. Do they take the gold off, or do you eat no, it with no, the gold? It, it doesn't gold. add it all to the flavor. No, it's, you, just it's like, like a tomahawk steak wrapped in gold. Yeah. Like, literally, it's a gold leaf. Look, at there it is right there. See what? that? The heck? That's a that's a $1,000 steak. And and I saw a video, this girl that I follow was like in there and like everyone was eating it. Like, so it, so it's just literally for the gram, right? It like is. Everybody's and, in there. And that's why it's brilliant. And here's the thing, you know, seeing what's happening to the dollar and how, you know, things are getting inflated. I mean, you would eat that and then probably, I mean, I don't think you digest cold. You probably save it afterwards. You know what I mean? No, I don't think salvage it. I think yeah, gold I goes through your body. I don't think you absorb it. I think it would go right. You'd have gold, uh, gold poop afterwards. Yeah, like yeah. Gold speckles. It's in. a leaf. It's a leaf. It's a it's a gold leaf yeah. that that it's wrapped in. So. Yeah, so it's like thin. Right? It's our. It's like wagyu beef already, right? Or wagyu? How Wai, do you say wagyu. Wagyu. Wai, say it, Doug. Wagyu. 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 Hold on, try one more time. No, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Doug said it for the audience. They know what it, they know what it is. They know what I meant, right? Have so. you ever eaten like legit wagyu steak or like a piece of it? Have you ever had like a, the real deal? Yeah, yeah, we have. We've had it. We had it with the steakhouse when we were all together. It's so um, yeah. it yeah, like melts. Melt. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. It's insane. Yeah. The steak uh, alone would already be like a two hundred fifty dollars steak. Well, that's the thing. It's like they're just—he's just trying to find another way to like raise the price up. Like no, crazy, you're you know? you're right. It's, just, I, it's totally because uh, it doesn't add flavor. Yeah. No, nothing. It's it's literally for the presentation. I mean, yeah. that supposedly. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie. I want to go to the restaurant now. I saw the videos of it. It looks hella cool. There's gold steak. Everybody's yeah. eating. Yeah. But it, they they do they do like this whole presentation. They come over. It, you know. Yeah. Just you know. Yeah. Take care of me. No. I'll take the steak. I'm, I'm eating. Gold I didn't even right know now. this was a thing. Did do you, you guys the, know this? Do you have the discounted steak? with cubic zirconium because I can't afford the gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can order steaks, right, that aren't, they don't have the gold on it. But yeah, if I mean, you go to a, if you get one of their gold steaks, I think the cheapest one is 650 
Mm. for one steak and then they go all the way up to like two thousand dollars that's insane i know and but, when i saw this i saw like a restaurant that was just packed of people and you could see all the gold yeah. all the gold steaks and for there. dessert you get to burn a stack of cash it's yeah. fucking great <laughs> such a great place hey, hey yeah. they, they want you know sometimes they do that with the flaming tray yeah. <laughs> they want it's like a stack of hundreds and they're like yeah 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 we're gonna put all your money in here it's we're gonna fine. we're gonna warm up your dessert with this money fire yeah <laughs> molten lava cash yeah exactly you know, uh, I'm more likely, though, I'll be honest, I'm more likely to spend a lot of money on a, a meal than I am t to buy things because of the experience. Of course. It's but just for me, at least. I know yeah. some people like, you know, other things, but for me, I like the experience. I like so, things, too, though. But I don't know if I'd spend $1,000 on a piece of meat. Yeah, I don't know. The, yeah. Again, if it if it makes sense, like if it enhances the meat and like it's like it does the it. best thing. Yeah. So to me, that's just silly. Yeah. Oh, dude, I got something for you, Justin. Okay. Did, you hear, about, did you hear the me. new news on Epstein? No, I oh, have not. There is news on Epstein. I'm going to bring it I've up I've been for you. wondering because this whole Ghislaine Maxwell thing, like she's just sort of disappeared okay. into the ether. So this is mainstream media. So here's the title of the article. Jeffrey Epstein's prison guards. So these are guys that were guard. Remember he killed himself? Yeah. And yeah. the security camera, they he, lost the footage. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, a bunch of weird shit happened, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like a million things that would could never happen all at the same time all happen. Yeah, conveniently. So Jeffrey Epstein's prison guards admit to falsifying records Whoa. in a deal to avoid jail time. Whoa. They admitted it. What? How insane is that? Like they falsified records, but I mean, what are they admitting right now? Like besides that, they just messed with well, records. It says here, so instead of jail time, so the two guards, uh, Noel and Thomas, would receive a supervised release, be required to complete 100 hours of community service and be expected to cooperate fully with an investigation that's being conducted by the Justice Department's <clears throat> Inspector General. So essentially what they're saying is that they, that they falsified you know, the, the, the records and that's where we're at so far. So wow. now they're agreeing to talk about everything. So here's the question. Are the prison guards going to be, are, are, are someone going to suicide them? <laughs> that's the question now. <laughs> wow. Now that they admit to suicide them. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I mean? They're on a death watch yeah. immediately. I, know. I feel like that got like all, a clock Don't running. you guys feel like that all got like brushed under the rug? It was like such a big deal. And then all of a sudden no one's talking about I it. Do. 100%. I do. Because right after that, we had the killer hornets and then a bunch of other weird news uh, yeah. to get us off the track. Well, now the you see the, the connection with Bill Gates and, and Epstein and, and all that being yeah. on the logs and stuff. And that's like, ooh, uh, Oh, we got yeah. we got to throw some else out there. I now. know, right? Yeah. So along that along that those lines of weird stuff. So more. So this is getting crazy now with the alien stuff. It just keeps coming out, oh right? God. I uh, saw that what Joe Rogan posted the other which day. Which one? The, oh, the, the one video, that yeah. went in the water? Yeah. Okay, so... It was submerged. There's even more now. So I think it was in 2017. I'm going to pull it up right now. So I've, I have the article. I think it was in 2017 that uh, astronomers saw this... Essentially, this meteor, this this asteroid that they found, and it was very strange. It was a very strange uh, asteroid. First off, it was shaped like a cigar, so it wasn't round. Oh yeah. And the way that it was uh, flying was it was going head over heels. And usually, asteroids aren't that weird shape. The color of it was red, so it means it was outside of from outside yeah, of our solar it looks system. Like it was on your Bristol stool chart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. That's number right. two. It's a number. No, it's a number, oh, number three. Four. It's an or four. It's four. Yeah. Four. yeah. Is you sure yeah. it was three? It is three? four. All right, we'll yeah, double it's check. It's a healthy that. one. It's a healthy poop, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a, the color tells the astronomers now that it came from out of the solar system. The way that it was wait, moving. Wait, wait, wait. How, how come? How does? How does just because it's painted red? 
it means it's out of the solar system. You know, I don't know the science. Painted? <laughs> yeah. Who's painting it? Well, I mean, it's red. It got red somehow. It said alien on it. Adam's like, well, yeah, but how do you know? It's all Russian. I have no idea. Well, I just, I mean, come on. How do you, because something is red, we all of a sudden just assume it's- I think that there's a certain uh, color if it was and green, characteristics. If it was green or yellow, it would be here? No, no, no. I think that there's certain <laughs> colors and characteristics of, uh, of asteroids that we know originate from our solar system. Mm. Based on what we know, I, and I don't know the details, okay. but that's what they said in this okay. article. Okay, so let's believe it. Keep it going. also lacked the particles and gases that usually surround a trail comet uh, mm. known as a coma. Didn't have that. It was moving unusually fast, like I said, tumbling head over heels and accelerating in speed as if it was being pushed. Mm. So now they're going back and they're saying that might have been alien uh, of or of alien origin. It might have been alien technology. They kind of like, so it has like its own propulsion on like a, an actual like meteor. Yeah. So they're what? looking back at all the data, and now all these scientists are going, "Okay, this is this is too weird. We should we should be we should investigated this thing back in 2017." What's the new term the now? Head. It's not UFO anymore. I, I, you guys aren't supposed to call it UFO. That's like oh, that's yeah. like uh, there's a new term that you're mm. supposed to use. What's the new term? Uh, Come on, both you both up. you dorks are into this, and neither one of you guys. <laughs> Flying saucer. I've <laughs> heard it before. <laughs> yeah, but it's, say put it Google. I refuse to uh, change UFO my old, old term. UFO uh, old it's, term. It's that uh, we can't say aliens. They're undocumented. No, it's, it's something like Sorry. that. Like, it's no no one says UFO <laughs> anymore. If you're really into this, you're not supposed to say that. So yeah. I, want, I just want to get you guys in, in the. You know, I know there's a term, but I forgot. There is. I'm old school though. No, yeah, I'm with you. Well, if you guys want all of these. You've these, evolved too much. These other conspiracy theories, people, to get on oh. board with you, you better get it's, with the right. Well, get with the right terminology. Yeah. All well, right. here, this isn't a conspiracy Doug, theory. What is Did you guys hear about China? There it is, right there. Okay. UAP. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Craps? What's craps? a crap? I don't know. <laughs> Can you find out what a crap is? There's yeah, an acronym crap. That that what is that? Okay, unidentified aerial phenomena. Yes. UAP. Okay. UAP is the new name. Why? Why would they change the name? Yeah, that's. I mean, we had it. It was just fine. Like UFO. That Got to evolve, guys. Actually, actually, I have an, I have a theory. Oh, okay, here are you. <laughs> Completely ridiculous alien piffle. That's a crap. <laughs> alien piffle. Wow. I have no idea where that came from. So I have a theory, Justin. So that that last one sounded like a crap to me. It did. Yeah. 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 But yeah. it looked it like one too. Yeah. I have a yeah. I have a, a theory though as to why they would change the name. Okay. Because because they're slated. They've already announced this, by the way. The 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 government has already announced. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the next year or two, that they're going to release. Like uh, a whole shit ton of information that's been classified on UFOs. Under UFO. So now they have to reclassify it so they can still hold that uh, secret? No, I think they're going to change the name because people now associate UFOs with fake conspiracy theories. And I think they're going to release stuff and they're going to say uh, they exist. Uh -huh. That's what I think. It's I like see. we got to change the name. UFO now has a negative connotation okay but, so now explain to me why okay i, I just read that that china has plans of creating an artificial moon that's just supposed to like yeah. oh i heard that yeah supposed to like go over this one city and and light it up what's the, yes. point, of, what's the point of that like i have no idea i'm trying to figure this out you know that reminds me of a movie where they created yeah. an artificial moon like it keeps getting bigger yeah. and then it has a laser on it yeah. you know That's blows us up we're gonna call it the death star yeah <laughs> it'll yeah. be flying over the earth like honestly what are we doing yeah i don't know yeah. I don't know. Crazy. And that's stuff. a real thing. I'm not just like no, throwing that on my ass. That's actually true. And then speaking of which, uh, apparently there's new stuff coming out that is connecting. There's now it's becoming more mainstream 
that potentially the coronavirus did come from the Wuhan lab. Do you guys remember when that was like, if you just said that, everybody was like, yeah, they were conspiracy oh, theorists. Hundred percent shit. You're conspiracy theorists. Yeah, there's yeah. there's uh, a lot of mainstream people now that are saying there's more evidence that indicates that that's actually where they came from. Right. Well, I mean, are we ever going to get resolve uh, mm. with the origin of it? Uh, it's just like, it, that's that's pipe dreams. And it really doesn't matter other than just putting the blame on somebody? Of course it matters. I mean, so the world wants I to mean, know. Other than putting the blame on somebody? Mm. Well, somebody's got to take responsibility. That makes a big difference, yeah. right? Because if we put the blame, if if China says, or we find out- that We don't want to replicate it again, right? Well, that they came from their lab, now they could potentially be held responsible for all the problems and damage that it's caused, yeah. Um, obviously, it's a big dart. You know, it's a it's a bad mark against them. And then, if it's proven, we're gonna not want to know how did you make it. You know, what was it combined with, which will give us even more information. Yeah, who was on, involved in in funding this and yeah. all that stuff? Yeah, but don't you think if they if they knew that they would have they would have made the cure for themselves over there. Don't you think that was, if they, not if they weren't planning on releasing it, like that's a different story. I don't yeah, think that anyone's saying that's that they totally different. Like tried it, to release it. Yeah. If it's under the assumption it was an accident, mm -hmm. you know, like, and we keep going in that direction, mm -hmm. like, but the, we haven't got anywhere with that. Like there, there's still a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'd yeah. like to see more like WHO and them really getting in there investigating. Yeah. I see what's happened. Hey, speaking of which, uh, you know, I, so I, my cousin got married this weekend and it was the first like actual family function where there were you know more than five people. It wasn't oh, huge, right? It's still great. small. This is the second one. You've but, brought it up twice now. Uh, the wedding? No, that you've got together with a bunch of family. Yes, but this was like like big, much bigger. Oh. So uh, not huge, but much bigger. So I got to see cousins and stuff that I haven't seen for a year and a half at least. Yeah, and um, it was nice, man. It oh, was yeah. really nice to see everybody was so emotional and, and you know everybody's all duded up and dressed up. Everybody and, was yeah. good. I had the baby there and so everybody got to, to His meet the onesie baby. was so cool. Did you yeah. see that? The yeah, little yeah. bow tie on yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was, was really cool. good. Yeah, was but anyway, cool. so you know okay, so I'll, I'll, we're supposed to talk about Mir. So check this out, right? So I was uh driving up there. It's a, it's about a two and a half hour drive. And I always put water in my, you know, water in a cup or whatever and drive <clears> up with it. And I brought a, I didn't bring my mirror cup. I had some other cup that I found that's also supposed to be insulated. Yeah. It, they're, I don't know what mirror does, but they're way more effective at keeping the temperature. It's almost, it's almost yeah. too effective because I had hot tea this weekend in my mirror cup and I had to, uh, you know, I, I, I made it, put it on. And then I, this is actually when I was watching the movie upstairs. Right. And I burnt the shit out of the top of the roof of my mouth because it had yeah. been sitting there for like 10 minutes. I had like forgot about it. I was eating. Yeah. I was watching TV. And then I reach over to grab it. And I just assumed because it had been sitting there for a while that it would have cooled down like temperature to where I could drink the hot tea. Burn the shit out of me. Courtney so I had, did the same with the uh, soup. Yeah. You got to let it breathe. Yeah. And it was like. It holds the temperature hot. so good. Yeah. Because yeah. the other one I had, because it's, it's hot up there, hotter than it is here typically. And um, I go to, you know, drink my water and it was warmer. It was warmer with the with the mirror one i can leave that in there forever yeah i open it up and i'm like holy cow this is still cold dude no. so what's the deal because i uh so i have a yukon and then also have like a truck a denali truck right. and in the the cup holders are different because i could fit i could fit that uh mug that that mirror has uh for for coffee and i could fit it just fine in my truck but i can't fit it in the yukon oh weird yeah and i was like why are they different sizes this is pissing me off i didn't even know that yeah I, I didn't, you know, because I'm trying to think right now, my truck versus the. Which one's I, bigger? Uh, the the truck. I would. I'm wondering if they are because they're they're, they're hitting a different market. 
Maybe, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah one's more like, family, more yes. likely to be driven by both male and female family type of vehicle versus yeah. the truck, which is the guy who's got, got a the thermos. mug or thermos yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. I would assume so. That must be. Because it, you yeah. know what I noticed, too? Is but you would think same company, you would think they would have like a very, it would make sense to have, because when you look at like most of the trucks, the Yukons of it, like a lot of the parts are interchangeable. So you, it, it would be make sense to make everything similar. So if something broke or what about that, it's easier well, here's a good, to have a separate mold for two different. Well, here's a good question. Is the, is, the turning, is the turning radius the same between the, the two? No, I mean, the, no, the, the truck's got uh, worse. Well, the, well, the, no, it does it. I mean, it's harder. Well, because it's a Denali. The Denali has. Well, it's the, just because it's a bigger vehicle. Yeah, I mean, the de- it's, it's harder for me. Like, uh, well, dude, the Denali has the the dual turn on it. Oh, yeah. it does. Yeah. 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 Okay, so it's easier. To, so here's the th- so because we have a, we have a suburban, and I'm always shocked at the crazy turning radius that it has, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it's got all the sensors and everything. Mm-hmm. And so you, I'm thinking, like, obviously they designed this for a family yeah, that's person. way easier to park. Yeah, for like soccer moms and dads and stuff because it it drives like a car, yeah. but not maybe not it's necessarily with trucks yeah so that would be my theory as to why mm. you know you know mm. why, why well, whatever is. i uh i bought some snapchat last week and it's so wait, wait, bought what do you mean you bought yeah that? the stock oh okay yeah yeah what do you mean yeah what do you, what do you I, mean I, I don't i don't know you know something we don't know because this is like one of those things so that, my like, buddy who's people the, have been talking about. my buddy who's a day trader like we're always like talking stuff and he's a, I, I love him to death he's my best friend but he fucking pisses me off so much we've grown up since we were kids together and he's like trying to really, he's trying to leave being a principal and become like a full-time day trader. But he, he never shares tips, like what he's learned or what he's like, he's that guy who's like, I did all my homework and research on this. So I, they, you don't deserve to get the the information that I've put together. Right? Wow. It's so nice. Every now I know. He's like, here's a crumb. No. And I'm the opposite. I'm the friend who's like, if I learn it, I'm sharing it as I learn. Right, I learn right. something. I like I try right. and tell my friends, maybe they can compound on that together. We like right. together. We win. So he's anyways, uh, we did get on this stock thread talking and and he said that he was buying Snap. And so for like the first time ever, he was like, yeah, I really like what I, I I'm going to hold for at least six months. I, I, I like what I see that's coming up. But he, did, he even then he doesn't give me disclose everything. He just says he likes it. So I go, I get on there. I see, I, I look at their last, their 52 week trend and they're kind of like in the middle, lower end. So I'm like, okay, I like that. Plus I know we talked about Snap a while back and knew where their, their user base was growing. And so I actually bought it for uh, Max. So in his mm. portfolio, so I bought a bunch of Snap. And to this morning, I'm reading articles that come out, which was awesome. That uh, they're up to 500 million users, and they're about to move into the e-commerce space big time. Mm. So listen to how they're doing this. This is mm. fucking brilliant. So you remember how we talked about? I told you guys about how there's companies now they're starting like the whole virtual clothes and stuff. Yeah. So they're gonna you're through their app. You're gonna be able to like try on clothes, mm. and and then it'll be directly connected to the businesses, so you could buy it. So you could like go, Just shop through their filter. You yes. Hold it, oh, you can, like, watch that's it. very smart. Yeah. Yes, that's How very smart. smart. Isn't that brilliant? That is very smart. I know. I thought that was so cool. So they're they're moving hard into that space. Their user base is up to five hundred million. So they're they're growing in that space. And so already the stock is up since last week. That's so. very huh. interesting. And I think it's gonna go on a run for a while. So those that are listening yeah. that well, speaking of stuff like that, yeah. uh, the cryptos are still getting hammered. Uh, yeah. Like their value is getting destroyed right really? now. Now, to be fair, because we got context, we got to look at context here. They're still way higher than they were a couple years ago, right? right? And it and you see historically, it'll plummet, come back mm-hmm. up, plummet, whatever. But they're, I mean, I think as of right now, I believe they're at thirty something thousand. I'll tell you what, though, you know what scares me to death about it? Who are we just talking about that? Um, 
What's the guy? Schiff. Snowden. Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent you the video on that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I have like, because everyone's, everyone's jumping on the whole crypto bandwagon and buying like crazy. I know I've been a fan of it since the beginning, talking about it. Um, but I tell you what, one of the things that's supposed to be so great about it is the the privacy. And he's like, he don't. He's like, they haven't solved that yet. The, you know, he, what he's talking about is the platforms that you buy. Yes. In, in trade crypto. Yes. You know, Coinbase or whatever. Uh, and you're right. That's a, that would be a huge Achilles heel because yeah. the allure for a lot of people. That's right. Is exactly that. Now the other allure is that it's not a inflated. It doesn't inflate itself, right? It, mm -hmm. There's a very controlled release of Bitcoin, um, and it was supposed to be a great way to hedge against the dollar, which seems to right now obviously be not true, right? Because the dollar is getting hammered and, and so is crypto. Crypto's also getting hammered. Yeah. So I don't know. But it is interesting. And, and I, I was looking at both sides, right? So you got Peter Schiff, who's like super anti-crypto. Of course, he's pro-gold, yeah. yeah. all that stuff. And he's like, you know, he's having a heyday right now making fun of all the crypto people. Yeah. But then I saw a chart with the the performance of cryptos like Bitcoin and he's like, this of this is what happens. There's lots of corrections, ups and downs, but it's still way higher than it was, you know, a few years ago. So you know, hang tight, buy on the dip. That's the hashtag right now. Buy on the dip. So well, what's the what's the prediction? I've heard people are saying as low as ten had to come all the way down to. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know there's been it some depends on other countries that now, like block it. Yes, that's being, the, that's yeah, the that, problem. That's what I'm worried about. That's well, that's problem. what made that. That's what caused this last big dip, right? Yeah, Didn't China blocked China, China banned their banks, and then Tesla, yeah, announcing that. Yeah, so. if because if let's say the U.S. came out and said um, that's it, Bitcoin is illegal. Oh, that would hammer the price of yeah. Bitcoin. I think there's always going to be value in the on the black market for it, but uh, no, as far I've, as being mainstream. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think yeah, it's it makes it difficult to trade. Now, and do is it like. have to do too with all the news that's came out with like inflation lately too? Because I know that there's a lot of stuff going. Well, that's on. what I'm saying. It should have done better because of that. Mm -hmm. Remember, historically, people said you know Bitcoin is a good hedge against inflation because it doesn't get inflated. It's a controlled release. You Which have to is mine. Bitcoin. Really weird that it would dip right now. Then when the, all that news is coming well, out right it, now about the in, the inflation. Remember right the now. value is also based off of its demand, how yeah. much people want it, and the demand went down because of consumers the, got scared. Yeah, because consumers got scared. Well, so. that's what I that's what I mean by the inflation is a lot. Of, one of the other reactions to inflation is people holding on to their money and freaking out. Sure, you know what I'm yeah. saying so. Like that's could be why. I mean, everybody everybody was spending money like crazy lately, mm -hmm. and then everybody gets this news that we're oh my god, we're we're inflating at such a fast. rate rate in comparison, right? Normally we're trending at like two something percent. Yeah. It just reports came out saying we're like 4.2 or something. And it's going to mm -hmm. probably keep Which going. by the way, I heard that number is a little bit skewed because it's, they, they base it off of prior year that month. And last year, this exact month was like one of the worst months we've ever had. It was flatline because of COVID. Mm. You mean in so, terms of production of products? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. you have low supply. That's right. So everything, everything kind of froze. So we had like this so it looks so dramatic because now we're on the kind of the rebound right now. Mm -hmm. Economically, we are seeing that. We're seeing where, uh, the rise come back, right? And like everything's starting to look good. People are selling, buying. We're getting jobs again. And because it's on the rise and last year at this month, it was just like a, we were flatlined. It looks so. It looks like inflation is is worse than what it really well, is. This will be a good question to ask, uh, you know, our- Peter Linneman. Yeah, who's going to be on the show. Yeah. I want to ask him all these questions because- Okay, and here's the thing, by the way. Inflation has, the, the, we've changed the meaning of inflation. Inflation, historically, economically, has always meant an increase in the money supply. It has not meant prices were higher. It just meant that the money supply uh, went up. 
prices going higher is not what inflation historically has meant. So have we been seeing inflation? Yes, we've seen massive inflation. The money supply has increased dramatically. But here's the problem. And I, I saw uh, Peter Schiff talking about this, and it makes perfect sense. It reminds me of the, the minimum wage arguments that sometimes people make is we don't know what the prices were going to do before the money supply got inflated. So if we see, let's say, let's say they print, you know, a trillion dollars, and then we're like, nah, it, you know, inflation didn't happen. Prices went up half a percent. What we don't know is if prices would have gone down 2% or whatever. So just like if we, you know, change minimum wage and they say, oh, no, we still added jobs. We don't know the jobs that could have been added, so it's hard to it's hard to to come up with a specific number, because what because we've increased our innovation, our productivity, we may have been in a situation where not, not only did we not get a little bit of in, increase in price, but maybe the prices would have gone down a lot of things because of the productivity and the innovation yeah. that we introduced. It was a really good uh, point that he made. Mm. I thought mm -hmm. so. No, I'm excited to have Peter Lemon on the show. Yeah, I'm curious too. Like I, I was talking with my friend about this and like how lumber and everything's up like 200. <laughs> percent yeah. You know, and it's just like the materials, raw materials for things right now are through the roof. Uh, and you know, just thinking about that, like. People that own like tree farms and whatnot—I mean, that's that's like crazy right now. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it'd yeah. be interesting to look in that. Yeah. So market. I'm still. I still think that one of the craziest stats that I heard, and it was when I listened to Peter Linneman talk about what the average savings is right now, as far as what people have in their bank accounts. Is it higher? It's higher than it was three before. times. It's mm -hmm. three times higher. So it's you know. People have the money right now. There's there's more money in bank accounts. Now right is it now. comparing it to pre 2008? Is that the, I'm assuming that's the number he used. It's no, it's comparing it to the last three decades in a row. Oh well, that's mm. good. So you, you most people there was more there was I, on average I want to say it was and I brought this up in the podcast before so you can go back and reference the number that's probably more accurate. I believe it was like two, two or three trillion dollars at all times is like in bank accounts. Wow. And right now it's at like nine. So there's there's money to be spent and there's people and which is part of why I think we see the spike in not only real estate you see has the spike debt in, go up, gone up no there's he, not more there's not more people that are that are uh, getting in uh, uh, going out to get loans for houses and things like that that's like that's good stayed at a similar rate yeah that's very good then well that's why a lot of people don't think this is a bubble people don't that that are saying like it's not like we have this massive number of people that are going and getting home loans and a lot of these people and a lot of these people are putting twenty plus percent down on it which was completely different than what we saw in well dude, it's okay here and obviously we talk about uh, here because we live here and it's always crazy that price of houses and all that stuff. Dude, the rental market is crazy too, right? I'm mm. trying to find a place to move. Yeah, by the way, did you get that or not? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard yet. So mm. here's this is what's weird about it is I go to uh, to rent a place and I'll inquire and say, we're interested. We'd like to take a look. And they're like, oh, we're getting offers already. Before even before anybody even looks at them. Yeah. And they're bidding the price up of rent. Yeah. I'm so annoyed. I know you sent me the mat you sent me the the uh the house and I was like, Did you did you bid over? Like I was like first thing I said to you because that's how I mean it was that way for Katrina and I when we were looking for places. Like you I mean, I'd have when I would send over, I'd be like, I'm an eight hundred something score. I I'm willing to pay six months in advance, I'll pay you two hundred dollars over like that. You had to do shit like that to yep. get the place. That's how crazy it is. I know. Crazy. I know. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's extremely <laughs> frustrating. Okay, so you know the episode that we dropped recently on uh, woke fitness, uh -huh. right? So it's crushing, right? People are, are I'm getting DMs, people are asking or you know, 
making a lot of comments on it. So I was thinking yesterday on how you could use that kind of woke uh, philosophy to in, to sell being fit because you could use that philosophy any way you want. That's what's wonderful about it. That's why politicians love it is I mm-hmm. could take it and I could use it and twist it mm-hmm. and then sell you, you know, whatever idea yeah, I have. Explain where you're going. So right. how can we take that woke kind of, you know, philosophy and tell people that you need to be lean and fit? So I came up with some interesting mm. tips. So here's a, here's one right here. This is why you shouldn't be overweight. It's bad for climate change. Here's why. Because, <laughs> because the amount, I, like, I like where you're going here. The okay. amount of carbon that your car produces yeah. because you're extra weight <laughs> per year for your lifetime. Yeah. That planes Think produce. Think of all the packaging and all that, you know, from just eating. All the wrappers you're throwing All everything. the food yeah. that you're eating okay. is a result of it. Like all you right. are polluting more because there's more of you. Mm-hmm. So you are contributing to climate change. All the methane gas. If you're overweight. So if you're if so when people say to you, they're super into wow. saving yeah. the environment. And if they're o- obese, you can tell them they're full of crap because they are actually contributing to uh, climate change. Here's another one. Um, wow. You're eating more than your fair share, right? Mm. So that, there's, uh, you know, we all should be eating right. our fair share we, of food. I mean, literally the same. Yeah. Right? And if you're, if you're, we're, we're all, we all should be yeah, the same. And if you're overweight, it's like, hey man, you're eating more than your fair share of food. Like that food should be, <laughs> Given wow, to someone else. Wow. Did you write all these down? I did. Here's another one. Here's another one. You're giving too much money to like evil corporations. There's just these evil corporations. Why are you spending so much money uh, with Nabisco and General Mills? Don't you know how bad yeah, they are? Yeah, grow your own food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the wokest yeah. thing to do. And then here's another one. You're using up more than your fair share of healthcare. You got to leave some of that healthcare for people uh, uh, who need it. So. I like that. <laughs> so there you go. Are you going to do an Instagram post? Let's see how that does. Yeah. Oh, I, no. I, like I mean, this. it's obviously tongue in cheek. Stupid, yeah. right? But yeah. uh, but it's uh, just to go goes to show you could use that philosophy sure. however you want and yeah. you can make it very effective. Oh, my God. So there you go. Yeah. Fitness for uh, the woke people. <laughs> So, Justin, yeah. I saw you take uh, a bunch of the mellow yeah. from the back. You said you were going to have uh, Courtney try. Yeah, I What's just her- grabbed a few more, so you know you can blame me for that. But like, I this has been the most effective uh, thing that she's used in order to as like a sleep aid. So, it, it, you know, not just like that feeling of like calm and all that before bed, but like honestly, she's been getting really good deep sleep for it and has been a little bit under the weather. Uh, so, you know, this has been like a lifesaver. For What's her. your theory on this, Hal? Because I'm having the same experience with this. Like literally, I know I like most of the commercials when we've talked about Ned, I've I've brought this up and I'm not overselling it for my, it's literally uh, everything that we've ever used product wise. It's, it's that effective. It's become something I use almost every single night now. Do you think it's because I'm deficient? You you think that's why? Because I I don't, I mean, I have heard lots of people getting similar effects, but then then I've had some of my family members, I've let them try it and they're like, oh yeah, I kind of slept better. Like it's, noticeably yeah, different. Like what is it about magnesium specifically too? Cause like that, that's definitely something that she noticed. She's like, man, I must be deficient in it. Yes. This. That's what it is right there. So there's nothing in net. So there's Ned sleep. So they have a product called Ned sleep. Now yeah. that'll make you tired. That'll right. make you sleepy. And it doesn't matter yeah. if you're deficient, whatever the stuff in Ned sleep will just it make knocks you, you out. It'll uh, make that's you tired. What I use every now and then. Yeah. That's like now, uh, mellow has got magnesium, but it's got version uh, forms of magnesium that have been, the only forms that have been shown to cross the blood-brain barrier and to get absorbed because there's a lot of magnesium products that are out there, but they're so poorly absorbed that you're essentially taking a laxative. Like I used to take mm-hmm. one and it was a powder and I would take it, you know, and uh, I would get this kind of laxative effect. 
And when I learned more about magnesium, I realized that that's really the only benefit of this commonly these common magnesium products. You need to get a form of magnesium that your body actually absorbs. So if you're deficient, then you will get profound effects from taking uh, Ned Mellow. And it also has GABA in there, which is also oh, something yeah, that, that does, uh, yeah, relaxes, yeah, the, sleepy. relaxes the brain. But that's, what, that's the reason. So now why would you be deficient in magnesium? A lot of us are. Uh, mm. Stress. O- over 60%, right? Yeah. So stress is a big one. We mm. don't get lots of magnesium in our food. And if we supplement with magnesium, it tends to be the shitty f- versions of magnesium that you don't absorb. So if and it's and here's the thing, because it's not like a, a sleep aid mm-hmm. like uh, other products, right? You could take it every single day. Whereas right. with the other stuff that makes you sleepy, right. although those are very effective and have value, if you take them every single day, you may cause uh, yourself to have a dependency. That's another thing I noticed too. I don't feel it. Remember, I think I, when I first brought it up, I was like, oh, I was trying to like use it as little as possible because I was afraid that like my body would adapt yeah, to you're it. I'm not trying I, to get all dependent. Yeah. And then I thought I'd have to keep scaling up, scaling up to get that same effect. It's not like that. No. It's, I take one packet of it. I take it almost every single night. It works exactly the same every single night. Yep. It's not, I don't feel like it dipping off or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it is amazing. Yeah. It's, the o- the only like, way you would feel like it's not as effective anymore is if your magnesium now uh, demands have been met, in which case you would just be more relaxed and calm anyway. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Hey, look, you're watching this because you're into fitness because you like to perform. But what if your performance is lacking in the most important place, the bedroom, right? What if you're uh, you're not uh, up <laughs> to the occasion um, and you might need a little bit of help? Well, we work with a company called Blue Chew. Now, they provide the same ingredients, the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but they mail it. They bring it right to your door in chewable form. This is an online service. You don't have to go to a doctor, have these awkward conversations Uh, You don't have to go see someone in person. You do it all online. It's sent right to your door. And then you get these chewable tablets with these very effective ingredients. Remember, it's the same stuff that you see in Viagra and Cialis that can really help with some of your performance issues and anxiety. So here's the deal. Here's what you got to do. You go to bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you get the prescription actually within days. Uh, now here's the deal. This is what you got to do if you want to get the mind pump hookup. Go to bluechew.com, use the promo code mind pump, okay, and you'll get your first month for free, which is pretty cool. All you got to do is pay five dollars in shipping. Go check them out, get a little bit of help, and uh, impress your girlfriend and your wife. First question is from Georgie RX. What are the best exercises for your back for its width and thickness? Oh, you know what? We have Thick thickness. Who, I don't know who picked this, but this is a good time to. Yes, yeah. I know exactly where you're going. This is exactly why I picked I it. I am fucking so, t- I'm so, it gets me so mad when I see these guys that are like, they want, they, they want to discredit the, the deadlift for the back. Mm. And it annoys me so much because I, I understand traditionally and I understand biomechanically. I yes. get it. I get it that the deadlift it's is a hip hinging move. That's right. Only. It's a hip hinge movement. I get it. It's it's primarily hamstring and glutes that get more. But I tell you what, uh, anybody and everybody that I've got to 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 load the deadlift and and work on that always sees a huge improvement. And personally, out of everything that I've done lifting wise, nothing grew the thickness and size of my back 
like deadlifting. 100%. Even in bodybuilding. And this, you know where it comes from, this argument? There's two places it comes from. One, it's the biomechanic, you know, PhDs, right? Yeah. Where the one that has like the muscle activation sensors. Yeah, or they're just like, oh no, it's hip hinging, yeah. so therefore whatever. So they have really lo- no experience with the exercise. Then the other people that tend to protest this are the bodybuilder types where everything is about, uh, you know, isolating and contracting and this is, you know, what's whatever. But I'll tell you what, even with the bodybuilding world, some of the best backs of all time in bodybuilding came from tremendous deadlifters. Yeah, right? Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. Is still known as the best back in bodybuilding yep. ever. Franco the- Colombo, yeah. obviously from in the 70s. I mean, he, by the way, Franco Colombo, look it up. In the 70s. He was lifting cars. Okay. In the 70s, you had bodybuilders that had like body parts that really stood out. This was before, like you have now, where bodybuilders are just crazy looking all the way around. Bronco's back was on another planet. He had like a back of like a 90s uh, bodybuilder in the 70s. He was a huge deadlifter. And what you can see from people who deadlift a lot typically is that mid-column of muscle, right? I'm talking about- The canal. Yeah, the, the, the spine and maybe like from the outsides of the spine like this. You just see this thick uh, muscle that you end up building from the deadlift. So- in my opinion, the deadlift is by it, far. It gives this three-dimensional look to your back. And I mean, looking like when you unpack it and you think about it, I mean, we talk about the benefits of isometrics all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in order to keep the, the, the back from flexing or extending, that all those muscles that support the spine all the way down are, and they're not only are they working and activating, but you're, most people that deadlift, can, they can deadlift way more than they can lat pull down, row, or do anything else. Significantly more. It's the heaviest back exercise you could possibly exactly. do. Exactly. So this idea that it's not a back exercise to me, it's like, okay, it's not only a back exercise. It's very much so a hamstring and glute dominant type of movement. I'm not denying that whatsoever. But if you want an exercise that's good, yep. and you, especially if you don't, heavy deadlift. That's where you're really... Now, if you already kind of deadlift and you're like, hey, I'm looking for other great exercises for my back, right. well, we can talk about the row. We can talk about the lat pull down. We can talk about other great movements. But if you are not a major deadlifter and you're looking for a great exercise to develop the back, especially the thickness and the mm-hmm. like, the three-dimensional look to a back... Heavy deadlifting. It dude. does, and it acti- yeah. By the way, it doesn't just activate the muscles of that that thick, you know, part like you were saying next to the yeah, spine. Yeah, the lats are having to stabilize. The lat, not just stabilize. Like when you start with the deadlift, you and you stand up, you are getting this this uh, you know this uh, a- this adducting effect with the with the humerus too, because you're starting out here, and when you stand up, your arms are by your sides. Right. It's not a huge lat movement, but you are getting l- the lats to not just activate but also move. A lot of rhomboids are involved, right? Traps. Your scapulas. Because here's right. the thing with a deadlift. Shoulders back. With a deadlift, although you want to keep a neutral spine, your scapula round uh, at the bottom, especially when it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly safe, by the way. So when they say no back rounding, what they're referring to is the low back that you want to keep very neutral. But the upper back can round a little bit, especially the scapula. Then you stand up and your scapula. you're upright. And then you're upright. Yeah. So crazy rhomboid activation, crazy trap activation. So for thickness, is uh, there's no exercise, in my opinion, that uh, comes close. Now, width, when people talk about width, what they're referring to are the lats, right? The lats hang on the sides of the body, and when those develop, they they build out. And so you get kind of this V-shape to your body. I can't think of a better exercise than pull-ups and yeah, chin-ups. Weight, weight, yeah, weighted pull-ups. All those variations, yeah. right? So, And my favorite, uh, I think, general wat, you know, lat, excuse me, width exercise would be a neutral grip or even a a kind of a, a, a supinated grip pull-up. Pull up. I like wide grip mm-hmm. too, but the range of motion is a little shorter. 
And for some people, wide grip pull-ups are just... You can go a lot heavier, too, on a neutral grip. Yeah, they're just not, you know, super great. Other exercises for thickness, barbell rows, dumbbell rows. Like, there's there's your movements right there. It's going to give you that kind of that, uh, that, that 3D look um, to your back. But if you're not deadlifting, practice deadlifting. Get good at deadlifting. Put them in your routine once a week. Get strong at them. And oh, by oh, forgot to say, take a before picture. Do it for six months. Take an after picture. I dare you to show me that you didn't make a tremendous change in yeah. the way your back looks. Next question is from Zellen Castiot. How much and when should you drink creatine in order to use it to its maximum potential? I love the creatine questions because mm-hmm. uh, it's proven to be, um, aside from supplements that will meet some kind of nutrient deficiency, besides that, there is no supplement that comes close to, uh, in terms of proven benefits yeah. uh, to creatine. It's uh, it's the most studied ergogenic supplement. There's got to be, I don't know, thousands of well-done studies on it. It used to be thought that creatine just improved strength and muscle growth, but now we know it improves cognitive performance. It's got antioxidant properties. It helps with heart health. Um, it may help with uh, with t- testosterone production. It may help with uh, bone density. So it's just tr- this incredible supplement yeah. that I think a lot of people could benefit from. I remember our coaches were super worried about it. Like it was some kind of like anabolic steroid that uh, we had to be, uh, you know, uh, we had to be concerned with and we had people come in and talk to us about it and like finding out who's using it because it was effective. It was one of those supplements that actually had, uh, you know, like you actually had something, um, you know, positive as, as a result, especially strength wise that we noticed, you know, from taking it. But yeah, it's, it's the most studied. It's the most uh, recognized in terms of like its its benefits and I think the exciting part is the cognitive stuff and the wellness aspects of it uh, that we're just recently finding out. That's what I'm I'm most interested in that. Do you do you think that we're going to see that? Do you think, you know, your health and wellness people are going to be promoting creatine? It's already happening. Are you seeing Yeah, that? so I people that I know in the wellness space that are <clears throat> in the up and up, right, who who tend to be the first ones to put things, they'll sell supplements that are for health. And you'll see now there'll be like a few ingredients and one of them will be creatine monohydrate. Mm. And these are wellness supplements. So they're not even selling them to people who are trying to get bigger and stronger. They're selling them to people who want to improve their overall health. Because remember, creatine, it it increases ATP. Okay, So an ATP is produced by the mitochondria of your cells. All the mitochondria of your cells, those are the cells powerhouse. So creatine literally on a cellular level because you've heard in the wellness space a lot that the that it's so important to improve mitochondrial health, right? Mm-hmm. If your mitochondria are not healthy, cancer risk goes up. Your you you age faster, you feel worse. So we got to make the mitochondria help, healthy. Creatine is part of that. It'll improve the health uh, of your mitochondria. So yeah, it's already and they're even starting to include it in uh, some of these formulas for geriatrics. So these like what are they called? The homes where they put. Um, uh, where retirement people, homes. yeah, like retirement homes, they are starting to use uh, creatine to improve function and health, like in muscle sparing or what? Muscle sparing, uh, cog- cognitive perf- cogn- oh. cognition is the big one. Mm. Heart health is another big one. They're noticing that when people take creatine, um, that their 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 well, odds they, of having intracellular fluid does that help too with like uh, joint pain? Like I would think a little no, bit. No. That's a good question. Yeah. I haven't I haven't seen anything like that. Now the the dose is three to five grams, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, traditionally it's five grams, but I just read a study that showed that uh, people got great benefits from two grams, just taking two grams a day every single day. 
and they got you know really really good. Now most benefits. most all your supplements that you know be either powder form or pill or they they are in five five gram doses. Yes, most mm-hmm. of them. So normally what I would tell clients is three to five, and I'd say like. You could do three if if you're already like a, a heavy steak eater, right? You eat a lot of red meat. Or if you eat a lot of red meat, then you probably don't need five. Uh, otherwise, you could probably take the serving size of five every day and you're fine. Yeah, there's that. And then there's the how much muscle mass you carry. So the more, like if you're a, a very small petite person, um, then less creatine you would be fine. Oh, interesting. So I wonder what, so what about somebody who's like a massive bodybuilder? Then then, then, then they would need to take five or maybe even 10. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's where you're storing uh, a lot of this is in the muscle. So this is why back in the day- So I wonder, do you have any idea what most of the studies are done on? Like what size? But, uh, um, no, all the studies will do five grams. No, 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 no. What, like what type of person? Because if your studies are showing five grams and they take an average person who's 180 pounds and only has 75 pounds of muscle on them, that'd be dramatically different than a guy who carried 200 pounds of muscle on his body when he's bodybuilding. Not specifically, but most studies are done on college-aged men. So that's usually what you see when you read studies. Those are the yeah. people that volunteer for studies or college age guys. They tend to be, <laughs> you need 50 they bucks. Better to do. <laughs> they need 50 yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah. They're the same ones that are signing up for like, you know, like donating their body to science to get paid like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Or, yeah. or getting injected with some weird thing. They're cool with risks and yeah. they get 50 bucks. Right? Totally. So yeah. So, but, but the more recent studies showed two grams <laughs> with, with everyday people, including athletes had uh, uh, great benefits. Mm. So I think five grams is fine. There's no, there's no, all the studies that have been done on creatine, actually not all of them, most of them were five grams. None of them showed like adverse effects or anything like that. So you're fine taking five, but I don't think most people even need five, especially if you're not like, you don't have like a ton of muscle. And like you said, if you eat a lot of food that, you know, that contains creatine. And it, what they used to say back in the day, and some companies still say this is, do a loading phase of 20 grams a day for like a week and then go to five grams. And what this does is it, it gets your your stored creatine levels, if you will, up faster. Because once you get up to a certain level, then what you're doing is just maintaining that. But to get it up faster, you could take more. I disagree with that. I don't think that's necessary. I think it's a waste yeah. of creatine. Plus it's harsh on your stomach. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that's- That whole loading phase thing. No, nah, yeah. I, think, I think two to five a day, that's it. And I don't even take it every day. I take five grams and I take it five days a week. Saturday and Sunday, I usually don't take it. Next question is from Sebastian Ortiz. You guys talk a lot about building muscle to speed up the metabolism to make fat loss easier. However, I have heard that this doesn't matter because as you build more muscle and increase your metabolism, you just keep getting hungrier, making the fat loss just as hard compared to where you were at before. What are your thoughts on this? That's terrible advice. Yeah. Whoever whoever gave that to you. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Okay, so there's a couple things that we have to uh, clarify on. There's healthy hunger, and then there's a relationship with food where you're, you have cravings, which is very different. You can have cravings because you're stressed or because when I watch a movie, I always eat you know, a bowl of popcorn with a lot of butter, or you know, I'm upset, or you know, I get triggered by food, I'm at a party. And we all know this. How many times have we eaten foods that you know, trigger us even though we're full? Like, oh, I'm stuffed, but oh, there's some chocolate. I'm going to go throw down that chocolate. Real hunger uh, is healthy. There's nothing wrong with real hunger. And the reason why you're hungrier in the real sense, in the healthy sense, when you build muscle is exactly because your body is fueling this muscle. It's fueling this fat-burning machinery. Not only that, but you know, I know studies will show that every pound of muscle 
they'll say, oh, it only burns an extra 10 calories, which still isn't trivial. You gain five pounds, it's 50 calories a day. You do the math, that equals a, a, a decent amount per year. But it's not that simple. The metabolism is super complex, and there's this range of efficiency and non-efficiency with calories. In other words, you can have a faster or slower metabolism with the same lean body mass. Building muscle through resistance training, not only are you building the muscle, but you're also telling, your, especially if you feed your body, especially if you feed your body with high-quality protein and good food, you're telling your body with the resistance training that it needs, it can, it can't. Not only does it have a faster metabolism because of the muscle, but it's also being less efficient with calories, meaning more calories are being burned for heat and for other purposes. So, and, and so here's, I, I would love your guys' uh, you know, stories on this, but I can't, I can remember, I don't know, countless times, clients would train with me, and after about six months or eight months of consistent resistance training, they'd be like, okay, this is really weird, but. I'm eating more than ever. Mm -hmm. I'm so much hungrier than I used to be, but I'm still getting leaner. This is really weird. Like, what's going on? I'm like, well, your metabolism is roaring, but but I'm eating more. I'm so much hungrier. That's a good thing. Keep it going. Well, this is also a, a good goal, right? So this is actually when I had do this with clients. Like I'd say, listen, we're going to increase calories. Our goal is going to build muscle. I know you you hired me to lose. Uh, weight, but we're not going to get there yet. I want to speed your metabolism up. And so we're going to increase calories, try and build muscle. He said, well, how long? I said, well, I'd like to get you to place. And by the way, this is very possible for whoever's asking this question for you to get to a place where it's actually hard to obtain all those calories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is such a great place to then go, let's go the other way, the other direction now. So my goal, when I would tell these clients, I'd say, well, I actually want to get you to a place where you look back at me and go, Adam, I'm just having a hard time getting all these calories because mm -hmm. we've we sped your metabolism up. That, then I'd say, okay, cool. Don't worry about it. Then now I just want you to eat when you when you feel like it. When you're hungry, eat, right. stay, stay course with the types of foods you that we've been eating. You naturally shave down. And you naturally come down. Another point to make too, okay? When when we are when we do shift gears to decide that we're going to cut and reduce body fat, feeling hungry is a very normal thing. It's mm. okay. That's that's a normal that this is going to happen. When yes. you're when you are deciding you're going to lean out, you're going to be in a caloric deficit for days, okay? You're going to be hungry. You mm -hmm. and and that's part of this is getting comfortable and, and with that. A lot of times you have hunger and this craving thing hitting at the same time, and they're and it's like this overwhelming feeling of like, oh, I'm craving and I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. yeah. And many times mm -hmm. when you just discipline yourself or go have a glass of water or go move, go for a walk for a little bit, it subsides and it passes a little bit and it's not so bad anymore. So yeah. you got to learn to get comfortable with that feeling too. Now. I only want you getting comfortable with that feeling when you're at a very healthy place calorie-wise. Mm -hmm. If you come to me and you go, Adam, I'm really hungry, and I go, well, how many calories are you eating? Oh, I'm only eating 700 a day. Okay, well, that's not a, that's not a sustainable right. place for you to be. Right. But if you tell me, man, I've had 2,300 calories, Adam, and I'm still hungry, that's okay. We're in a cut phase right now. It's totally normal. That's such a good point, Like uh, especially, too, to be in a healthy place because I, you know, th this is where I found a lot of benefit in deciphering between the two of having a craving versus hunger, and that was, like, to be to refrain for, like, 24 hours and, like, you know, do a fast where I could, like, really see where my tendencies lied in terms of, like, I would go someplace just because it was ritual or, you know, I would, I would have these things kind of pop up and these feelings pop up, but uh, a lot of times it was cravings. And then you can kind of like, you know, 
get through that and struggle through that. But to, to learn that about yourself and like when you actually really are hungry, uh, you know, a lot of times it, it's only going to happen when you're in a healthy place where you can build yourself up to that point where, you know, I, I eat good amount of food and I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting the work in too, which you, you, you feel that it's, it's supplying, you know, that demand. I've also heard somebody describe, and I wish I remember who described this. They're going to say, they said it probably way better than I'm going to say it right now, but there's a point where your body switches systems, right? So it goes from utilizing sugar as its primary source of fuel, glucose, right? So it, it, it's it's if you're always being fueled and you're eating all the time and you're over-consuming, it's going to use food. That's its main source of fuel. But if you're in a caloric deficit for a, a consistent period of time, the body then shifts over and then will start to metabolize fat. And that shifting over feeling sometimes creates that feeling of, oh, I'm hungry. That's the body transitioning. So I used to tell clients like, Listen, here's what's really cool, okay? And this, and help, let this help motivate you when you're sitting on the couch at seven o'clock at night and you kind of feel hungry. That all of a sudden you feeling that and you know you ate that mm -hmm. way all day. That's your body switching over now and is starting to metabolize fat. And if you can just discipline yourself not to go run to the core the, the cupboards and go you know pop a bunch of popcorn or eat a bunch of snacks because as soon as you do that now the body switches over and it's going to use that as fuel. But at that moment you're sitting watching TV and your body's burning fat. You're not exercising. You're not lifting weights. You're just chilling and you're burning body fat. But the moment you go over and you start to consume calories, then the body switches back over and is now going to use that food, that food as fuel. Right. Mm. Now, you, you, you know, you, we all been mentioning cravings, right? So here's a, a good way to discern craving versus hunger, right? So let's say you're going to go eat lunch and your friend says, hey, what would you like to eat? And you're like, I don't know. And they say, uh, do you want Mexican food? And you go, ah. I'm not in the mood for Mexican food. Well, what about, you know, Chinese? Uh, I'm not in the mood for Chinese. You know what I really would like? I really would like, you know, this thing. You know, that's what I'm into right now, right? That's a craving, right? So true. Yeah. Hunger is... Everything sounds hungry, good. Yeah, you just want to eat. Yeah. yeah. Give me whatever it is. Yeah, so long as it's not repulsive. Like, hunger, yeah. I don't really care where we go. I'm just hungry. I'd like to eat some food, so let's... Which, let's, by let's the way, food. you'll notice that when you get to that point where you're truly hungry and you eat something, it's... It's it's all good. Yes, you're satisfied right Absolutely. away from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. tastes better, now, too. Now, back to you. Earlier, uh, Adam, you said clients would tell you, you know, you want to get to the point where they're like, I can't eat anymore. And someone listening might be like, oh, That'll never happen to me. Okay. <laughs> One caveat is the foods that you're eating, right? If they're unprocessed whole natural foods, then what Adam says will happen. If they're heavily processed foods, that might not happen because heavily processed foods are engineered That's right. to make you eat more. So you might think to yourself like 3,000 calories a day, I could easily do that. And you're thinking oh, French fries and potato yeah. chips and right. you know uh, pizza. Well, yeah, now it's easy because you're eating foods that are hyper palatable, that are literally designed to make you overeat. But if you mm. stick to whole natural foods, especially if your diet is high in protein, you will hit that point, especially with the protein. Like uh, mm -hmm. that is, I heard that on the regular from clients when they're like, I can't eat 130 grams of protein a day. I'm like stuffed. Like there's no way I could do that. But if I let them eat, you know, or if they ate heavily processed foods, or... yeah, and then they're going to be able to hit those calories and then some, no problem. Next question is from Lucy Brown 94. Any advice for refocusing your goals after moving away from team sports? Oh, good old team sports. Yeah. You know, clients who did this, who were athletes, and then they would come like maybe like 10 years ago, and then they would hire a trainer. Mm -hmm. They were really hard to train. They're always hard to train. Very yeah. hard to train. They it, still have that athletic mentality. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this kind of hits home a little bit just because like if you really 
identify as an athlete and it's something that like you have trained and gone through school and like you're just always in that in the mix of like I'm in the the off season I'm in in season and this is just like one of those things like it's, it's a really hard ritual to just all of a sudden give up and like turn course and now what do I do it's like it's this whole like kind of a it's, it's a tough moment where you have to kind of reinvent yourself uh because you've put placed so much of your identity uh in that direction so i totally get it well i think a lot of that has to do with in sports there's such a, a mental aspect right like and you've been rewarded for pushing beyond your limits in sports so if you're and it doesn't matter what sport name a sport any sport right yeah and you uh training to that next level and and overreaching all the time actually benefits you most of the time right unless you're doing something physically like weight training for unless your you go sport. crazy or whatever right but the the more you do of your sport the the better you get at your sport mm -hmm. and so it's it, so you've been rewarded for that mentality well when you're dealing with fat loss and muscle mm -hmm. building it's it's way more scientific and it's there's a lot more that's coming into play here and that same mentality doesn't reward you the same way no. and so it's really tough to make that switch of i know that the harder i push the more i do in sports the better i am at that sport that's not necessarily true with fat loss and building muscle yeah now you have to think more long term like that that inhibits your progress at a certain point right. that's what i had to figure out was like that train hard and, and leave it all in the gym kind of mentality. You just like your body changes over time too. And so to be able to, you know, look at this and, and see what's the healthiest thing for me and what, what do I really want to accomplish now sort of in the second half is, is, you know, like you have different priorities and you have to realize that like you have to train your body a different way uh, in order to benefit you uh, long-term with this. So I love, Take and of course, there's. I, or I'm just assuming or guessing where this person is at, but I, most people that were athletes before they have this kind of high intensity, keep it moving type of mentality when they want to lift. And so I love taking them into like a strength phase with lots with long rest periods and mm -hmm. forcing the rest periods. I love a program like our Maps uh, Power Lift because of that because it's very structured. Yeah. It's got long rest periods in it. And it's still and, somewhat competitive. Yeah, exactly. So you're you're watching your weights go up and so I like they'll, they'll like that part of it. But then you got to really follow the structure of sitting there and resting for three minutes, which is like a lifetime for the athlete. The athlete who's used to running up and down the courts or up and down the field, constantly moving, constantly sweating like crazy. You may actually do these workouts and not hardly break a sweat. And that's really tough for them to realize that that can still be a great workout. Well, one of the, the biggest challenges that I encountered with people like this was they went from training for a, a particular competition or a goal to now I'm training just because I need to keep exercising and stay mm -hmm. healthy. So it's like, what am I training for? Right. right? Now, one of the reasons why I might not recommend maps power lift is because you might get the athlete who's then like, they're going to oh, sign up for meets. I'm going to compete. Of that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and it's that same mentality. Right. I'm still an athlete that's going to compete in powerlifting. Here's the challenge. The challenge is, and this is a challenge for everybody. It's especially challenging with, um, with athletes is, you need to exercise for the sake of exercising. You need to enjoy mm -hmm. the workout for the sake of the workout, not necessarily because you're going to hit some target. Because if you continue to train your body with goals where like, I need to hit this number, I need to do this run. Because here's what I would see with these ex-athletes is they would sign up for a marathon. Yeah. Or a triathlon, buddy, buddy, or, or yeah. a bodybuilding show, yeah. or a, a powerlifting competition. Because yeah. they don't know how to train 
without a competition. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with competition, but athletes aren't the healthiest people in the world specifically because they're pushing their body to the limit. If you're, you know, done with that athletic period of your life um, and you just want to improve your health, you can't always do that. And there's nothing wrong for signing up for things here and there. But if you get caught up in that, you're going to hurt no. yourself. You're going to beat up you, your body. You can totally do it. You can totally reframe your workouts and, and uh, you know, go through those types of lifts where you're just doing it because it makes your body feel good. Yes. And, and you, you want to come back to it because it's it's something that's almost therapeutic. But, um, you, you know, you maintain a lot of the, the skills and a lot of the abilities and things by appropriately training your body. And this is why I really got into to mobility. And I really took that on with a competitive mentality because I knew that I wish I would have done all that stuff going into uh, sports because I would have been such a better athlete. But now it's like, I know it's going to benefit me because I'm going to feel good. I'm like, my joints are going to feel good. I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to want to throw the ball to my kids. I'm going to want to get up and go for a hike. And, you know, I just want to do shit. Yeah. That's in and, and your um, opinion is real important here, Justin, because I remember you telling me, because you, you went very high level with, with football. You competed, you were in college and you played it. And then I remember you saying after you finished college football, you actually had a long period where you didn't work out at all. Yeah. Almost you didn't want to. Yeah. What was the mentality? Like, wh Why did you say, no, I don't want to do this for, for a little while? Yeah, I think it was just that I had always lived in the gym and I was always doing the, the hardest lifts I could possibly do. There was no in between. Like I, I didn't really do it for those reasons, like to, to really help my body feel good or to even for aesthetic purposes. Like I didn't, I never had that mentality. It was always crush myself. Mm -hmm. And I just, I think I got to a point where I just was like, I crushed myself. Like I was done. <laughs> yeah. And so I just had to take a break and, um, it was a good break, but it also made me like miss it. And I was just like, I don't feel good. My body's like just doughy and, and gross. And like, I just, I was winded all the time and I was in pain and I'm just like, this isn't a way to live either. So yeah, yeah. you can be competitive still. You just got to be competitive about different stuff. Right. So yeah. instead of like uh, how much I'm lifting, how hard can I go? It's like, how consistent can I be with adding yoga into my routine? How consistent can I be with my diet and, com true. and compete with yourself to be better about this? I mean, I'm a wannabe athlete, right? So I, I didn't go play college basketball or anything like that, but I've played sports my whole life and I even played in adult leagues as I got older. And so I've always been that, like that, that mindset I totally identify with. And so there is some value to it. Like, I mean, the, any athlete at all, especially if you've reached higher levels, you've had to apply some serious discipline, competitiveness. Like, so you can do that. You just need to reframe it a little bit. It's you, you need to back off the intensity and hammering yourself mm -hmm. all the time and pushing that side of it and push the side of it with consistency right. and introducing things or challenging yourself, right? Athletes love to challenge themselves. So challenge yourself by doing a modality that you know is probably good for you, but you don't want to do. Like, like that's the challenge. Right. Like, so that, I mean, why I was so successful with my mobility journey the last couple of years is because I took that athletic mindset. Mm -hmm. I became competitive. Like mm -hmm. I could do this seven times a day. I'll get, and I knew that it wasn't going to hurt me to do mobility work seven times mm -hmm. a day. Now it, you know, initially when you do it, it's lame. It's not hard. I'm not really, you know, it's not like what I'm used to as a sport, but I took that, that mentality and I applied it to something that I knew would benefit my body and I was competitive with myself. So mm -hmm. there are some, some great attributes to that athletic mindset. You just need to reshift it. Yeah. Now there's yeah. one part that we're not talking about, which in my experience was the hardest part to deal with with athletes, which was diet. Oh, oh my God, was this hard with diet because- Because you're moving so much. You don't really have to account for it. You know, no big deal. Yeah, and it, they usually did the sport when they were in high school or college. So by the time they hire me, 
They're, you know, 10 years out of college, right? So they're in their 30s. So, yeah, I was a competitive swimmer, uh, D1 or whatever, or I was a competitive basketball player in high school. And they remember how they looked. Oh, I was so fit when I did that. So yeah. I'm going to do what I did back then. Mm-hmm. And so what they do is they swim sometimes and they work out with me, but they're not really swimming twice a day or three times a day like they did in college. Yeah. They're also not walking around the college campus to classroom to classroom. And they're also not 20 years old. They're also 50, older. Yeah. 15,000 yeah. steps a day. And they just and then yeah. they eat like crazy and they don't and their uh, their concept of appropriate portions is so skewed. I remember specifically oh, yeah. there was this woman that I trained and she was very very high level athlete in college. In fact, she was an alternate uh, for the World Cup for soccer at one point. So she's super high level. And she's like, oh, it's crazy, Sal. She's like, I, I, I walk every day. I'm lifting with you twice a week, um, and I just can't get any leaner. And she's like, and, and I'm like, what are you eating? And she's telling me the foods. And I'm like, well, that sounds pretty good. And like, can you like send me a picture of like what you're eating? Mm-hmm. She sends me a picture. I'm like, how much do you think that chicken breast weighs that you're showing me right there? She's like, I don't know, like five ounces. I'm like, put it on the scale. It's like a 12-ounce chicken breast. <laughs> she's like, but this is what I used to eat. I'm like, okay. It's not like when you were, you know, doing double days in college and you were 20. So we had to like completely learn portion sizes because she was so used to eating these tremendous portion sizes as as an athlete that I had to like get. And it took a while. It was really hard. Well, this is why you see in some of those professional sports realms, the life expectancy is really low, you know, like leaving because of their, those types of habits and and you can't maintain that. Uh, but you know, for some reason, like psychologically, uh, we still kind of maintain the, the the plate, the portion sizes, the, you know, it's just one of those things like Food is it just ingrained, uh, you know, we, we ritualize it so much that it just becomes like that's one of the hardest things to kick. Totally. Look, if you like our information, if you like our podcast, you will love our free content that we offer on mindpumpfree.com. Head over there, download some guides, get some help, get some good information, help you burn body fat, build muscle, improve your strength, performance, and mobility, and even become a better personal trainer. We have all those guides on there and uh, much more. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So you can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.